This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, I'm Clint Cannon from APS. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Cass from Diesel Doctor of Tennessee, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today. Today's episode, we're going to be chatting with Kevin. He's a Diesel Podcast listener, and he wrote in to us to tell us about his unique 7.3 Power Stroke. And what he's done with it is basically build the truck himself with the exception of a few things here and there, but he built the engine, he did an 05 up front axle swap, and he built his own compound turbo kit. It's a really cool build. We're excited to bring it to you. If you're a 7.3 Power Stroke fan, you're gonna love this. If you're a guy who likes to work on his own truck, whether it's a Cummins or Duramax or Power Stroke, you're gonna love it as well. So he's gonna give us some tips he learned along the way, some things he would do differently, um, some things to save you money and help you as you're going through your build. Before we get to that, we wanted to let you guys know that we're doing a Christmas special this year. And what it is, is starting on December 13th, we're going to re-release our 12 most popular episodes this year. We've released a ton of them, more than any other diesel or automotive podcast that's out there. And we know sometimes you guys get behind a little bit or you get busy and then it's sometimes tough to, to go back and listen to one. So we've taken the basically the top 12, the ones that charted the highest on iTunes, the ones that got the most listens on YouTube and podcast apps, shares on social media, all that stuff. And we're going to re-release them to you so that you guys can, can hear from our guests. And it covers everything from tuning, races, engines, very technical information, sometimes things about a journey through a build, just if it pertains to diesel, it's going to be on here. So we want to let you guys know, starting December 13th, go until the 25th, we're going to re-release those. So make sure and uh, make sure and uh, keep an eye out on podcast apps, YouTube, or social media. Before we get to our talk about 7.3s, we want to thank two of our sponsors. First is Diesel World Magazine. If there's anything going on in diesel, Diesel World Magazine is on top of it. Those guys go all over the country. They leave no stone unturned when it comes to performance, updates, products, anything like that. So make sure you go to dieselworldmag.com, bookmark the page. If you want to listen to the Diesel Podcast on there, you can. There's a link right at the top. And also PPI. PPI is doing a great job and doing a lot for diesel performance with what they're doing for trucks. Whether you got a 5.9, an early 6.7, or you've got a brand new truck, they're staying on top of the three liter Power Stroke, the five liter Cummins and the Titan, the L5P, and making tunes that you can use with the emission systems on. If you have a race truck, they've got tons of different experience and things that they can do to make you squeeze the most power out of your hard parts. So make sure to go to ppi.com, check them out, whether you're towing, racing, you've got a really unique build, maybe you're stuck, you don't know what to do. Those guys can help you with EasyLink, EFI Live. They're they're definitely on top of uh, diesel performance. All right, let's get to the 7.3 talk and learn more about Kevin's build. Kevin, it is great to have you on the diesel podcast today. How you doing? Great. How about you? It's going excellent. I, uh, I appreciated you reaching out to us and tell us about your truck. It's a really cool build, and we've got a lot of 7.3 fans out there that I know are going to love to hear about your truck. So I wanted you to just take us back to the beginning, tell us what year 7.3 it is and, and what you did with it You know, at the beginning, how you used the truck, and then, and then we'll get into the modifications that you did. Yeah, yeah. It's a early 99, 7.3 liter. Uh, my dad actually bought it brand new from a build sheet, so it's tan on tan. Um, everything was picked out with uh, 373 gearing 
And over time, he used it as mainly for pulling a trailer, a travel trailer, uh, to and from the desert with just a tune and, and a mild exhaust. Um, and then as time went on, he, he upgraded, and I decided to, to get the truck from him. So at that point, it was pretty much a full, full-on build. As soon as I started breaking stuff, every time something broke, I, I found something bigger, better, stronger. Um, and uh, so, so mainly... My biggest, I guess, breaks or, or difficulties along the way was a transmission. So usually with 7.3s, that's kind of a standard thing to hear about when anyone's putting on some hot tune or, or, or really beating on them, towing with them, is, is the transmission. So I ended up yeah. getting a transmission done. Um, and I, had, I sent it out to John Woods. He's actually uh, in Holtville, California. He, he makes some great transmissions for the 7.3. That's kind of his thing. Um, he built up the transmission, um, and then after that, uh, I, I heard some noise, ended up pulling apart the whole motor. I was, I was running some tunes probably I shouldn't have been running. Um, pulled apart the whole motor and then found six of the eight cylinder um, and pistons had cracks in them. So that, that kind of uh, triggered a full teardown of the motor. Uh, rebuilt it up. Um, kind of budget-driven uh, build. Uh, I knew that it had the forged rods in it already, so I was hoping that it would hold 600 horsepower, or, or as all the forms say, five to 600. Um, so I ended up building it back up with the same rods and everything, uh, D-lift pistons, um, valve springs, uh, push rods, um, like a lift pump, Pretty much, pretty much everything. The, the main things were the 250cc 100% fuel for, or full force injectors on it. Um, so I, ha, I now I had all the fuel, and then I, I put a 38R on top of that. Um, so I, I got that all back together. Uh, I was running water methanol too. That lasted about a year before I actually stuck one of those um, rods through the block on the freeway. So that that was a noise I've never heard, but one I hope we'll never hear again. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after uh, towing it back to my place, I, I pretty much thought I'm kind of I'm kind of done building this thing to the edge to whatever people say that is the max power level that it should hold, quote unquote should hold. Um, so at that point, I went I pulled a pulled a new block um, out of a '99 to '03 truck. I know the older OBS blocks are slightly different. Um, I pulled a newer block out, had it all machined, decked, uh, bored, uh, I think bored 20 or 30 over right now. Um, and then when I was going through the bottom end, I, I didn't want to have that situation again. So I ended up doing H-beam rods. And um, with my degree, I actually got I'm pretty savvy on the computer. So I was able to draw up my own girdle plate for the bottom end. So I, I sent that off, had my friends cut it out of a half-inch thick uh, plate steel and then used... Uh, pretty much 12 valve head studs to hold it, hold the whole bottom end together on a truck ARP head stud, because um, they ended up being uh, the right thread pitch and right length and everything. So that's what's holding the bottom end together. Um, kind of got away from the D-lift pistons. Uh, it, it was a little smoky on startup, and, and I don't really use this truck for racing or anything like that. It's mainly just a, a weekend toy slash hauler. Um, I didn't even drive it during the weekdays, but I kind of got away from the D-lift pistons. I went regular pistons, but they were all ceramic coated. Uh, the valves were ceramic coated. I ended up doing a cleanup, pretty much port job on it. Uh, those those castings on those heads are are a little less than desirable. Um, 
pretty much everything that you could touch on that truck, a fluid damper, high-pressure oil pump, um, there's a bunch of riffraff stuff on there, the high-pressure crossover kit. Um, I have a regulated return on that with all AIM fittings. So I kind of went full out on that, um, and I was running that with those injectors in that 38R still, so I had a bottom end that could hold it. Um, the, the next issue I had kind of has this thing spiraled out of control is I ended up putting a compound kit on it because it just wasn't giving me the towing I was hoping for. So I ended up making my own compound kit and putting a 72 SXE, uh, it's a 372 or so, 300 series SXE, their new series, um, on top of the stock turbo of a non-38R. Uh, they have a liquid wheel and then I know the SXE has a billet wheel now too. Um, and then I did an external wastegate on that. It's actually liquid-cooled, uh, so it uses the radiator fluid to cool the wastegate. Um, and all the tubing I ended up doing myself with a pretty much an exhaust, build-it-yourself exhaust kit. So it came with the bins and the straights and everything. I ended up chopping it up. It was all 304 stainless and uh, welded it together, back-purged it. Um, and it all it all worked out great. It uh kept the AC. I had to relocate one of the batteries to the other side, so now my batteries are both on uh, the driver's side, one one after the other. It gave me a good spot for the air filter to be on, on the uh, passenger side, and um, honestly, everything everyone said about compounds was true. It, <laughs> the EGTs came way down. I had a way more bottom-end grunt. I, I wasn't happy to keep the truck at 2,000-plus RPM when I was towing, um, and with uh, the 373s and the 37s, I'm actually running on it. That was, uh, I had two speeds. I could either do 50, 55, or 80. Um, <laughs> so it's very, it's very hard to just jump from one to the other. Um, and then along the way, I, I did a couple other things. I did a, the front end swap. I know a lot of the um, older 7.3 guys have probably looked into that. It's, uh, it uses an 05 up front axle, and almost everything bolts on. I ended up making my own. Uh, radius arm bracket for it, um, and I when I was running that, I knew I wanted to run 37, so I kind of pushed the axle forward about three quarters of an inch to give me a little more uh, cab clearance to the, the axle, and then I did all hind steering on it to get rid of any ball joint slop and all that, so um, that is pretty much uh, where that truck is gone to at this point. <laughs> well, it was so cool when I had read your messages, you said that you did this work yourself, and so far, I think, I mean, everything you just went through, that's a lot of work. Those are a lot of things that you did. When, before you started, was was any of it intimidating or did you think, you know, I don't really know how to do this. Where am I going to start to get information or am I, or did you just jump right in and just kind of figure it out as it, as, you know, you're adding parts and, and modifying the truck? Uh, a little of both, definitely. Um, building, building engines, a diesel or a gas motor, they're, they're not too different other than uh, with the 7.3s. They, they have that oil, the high-pressure oil running through them, and, um, and the parts are obviously way bigger. Um, but I've rebuilt a bunch of motors. I kind of I kind of had a firm foundation there. But as far as I'd say one of, the, one of the trickier items that I didn't really know as much about was welding stainless. I, I learned a bunch about that and, and setting up the compound kit. I think that was the – the biggest uh, search for knowledge out there is, is how to get the stainless to weld nice, how how to keep it from getting contaminated on the inside. Um, 
setting up turbos, how to support them. Um, there's a lot of great information online, and that's kind of where I, I went back to call some of the bigger shops, kind of seeing what they were thinking as far as turbo sizes, because I know, I know it's not really something that's been done. I know Dodge and uh, Chevy usually has a little bit uh, more options for it. So um, th those are like pretty much the main items that I felt like I really, really didn't know where I was going until I did some more research and took some time to kind of look into it. Now, if you were to step back to you know, way before, well, say right about the time you did the transmission, did you have, say, a clear-cut goal of uh, power number in mind, or was it just to add, say, as much power as you could in the framework of what the bottom end would hold? Um, is it kind of like, well, I'm just going to throw it at it till I feel kind of comfortable that's where the power is at, or did you think, I want to be at a solid 600 horse at the tires? I I knew what my bottom end was capable, or what I thought it was capable of doing. So that was kind of my, my hard feeling. I wasn't in I wasn't going to try to redo that bottom end um, more than where it was. Uh, picking out rods and stuff for a 7.3, it, it's a big investment for that truck. Um, so that, I kind of knew that was my feeling. And I've always, I, I saw a lot of uh, diesel magazines in the past saying, oh, uh, buy bigger injectors and you can always, you can always turn them down. Um, so that was kind of my thought process behind them is I'll, I'll buy as big of injectors as I, I think I could possibly ever want. Um, and, and turn it down, um, and then obviously all the other supporting mods. I kind of when I was going through it, it was just easy, so I, I did it while I was in there. Um, uh, in, ended up kind of bite me because it's just as easy as you can turn down injectors with a with a fixed position switch. You can you can turn them right back up. Um, <laughs> so that, that that is a little bit of a lesson to be learned. If it's there, you're going to use it. Don't don't kid yourself. Um, and that's that's how I ended up sending parts down the freeway. We had a, a podcast a little bit earlier this year with Brian Jellick, and he was talking about his 7.3 that he did diesel power challenge with, and he still does racing with that truck. And it, it seems a lot in diesel performance now, it's about a Cummins or a Duramax or a 6.7 power stroke or you know, a 6.4, something like that. But the 7.3 is... I know from the Ford fans we have, they're very passionate about 7.3s. And it's so cool to see a compound kit that you built and figured out how to weld stainless on your own. And, you know, set up the compound kit, set up all these different things where you didn't have to rely on company A, B, or C making a kit that you could order and get delivered UPS with a set of instructions. You just jumped in and did it. And... I think that's what's so cool because the older diesels they're not they're not obsolete. It powers power, torques torque, and you're able to bring that to your truck. Yeah, yeah. So over the years, our whole family has really been into diesels. Uh, my brothers had a six zero, and uh, my dad actually got a six four, an F four fifty for towing, and that was tuned and everything like that. Um, and I always loved. I think a lot of seven three people are are like this. They they fall in love with them and they don't want them to let them. They don't want to let them go. Um, so they try to find every way to to bring them up to to the new age, to the newer diesels. Um, and, and when I rode in a six four, um, most people tell you that that truck comes with compounds and just the throttle response is instantaneous compared to older trucks, even the even the six zero. Um, and that's something I always wanted 
but I just couldn't justify, I guess, the risk of a 6.4 and the price of a 6.4. Mm-hmm. So that's really what kind of pushed me into making my own kit. There wasn't many kits out there, really, for the, the 7.3 people. I think there's one on the market, um, and it's pretty much five figures for it by the time you get it set up, or you, or you end up losing your air conditioner or, or having to delete a lot of stuff. So that was really the, the driving factor behind it and what made me want to do it so much. And, and honestly, I, I love building stuff. I love opening the hood and no one else having something like it. It's really, it makes you just another level of crowd. And I feel like that passion, um, in the diesel community it definitely is there, but, uh, it really shines with the 7.3 people because they've got something old and, uh, they're, they're trying to compete with these newer, uh, common rail platforms and everything. And, and it, it takes a little bit more work to do it, but it, it can be done. It can, they can get definitely there and they can drive very similarly. I would say my 7.3 drives as close to a 6.4 without being a 6.4 as you can get. Um, obviously not, not the super high in power, but it, it definitely, definitely would trick you into thinking it's one. I was just thinking that was like, if you go to like a truck show or an event or something and you see like a 5.9 with compounds, it's like, yeah. There's a thousand or a million of them out there of that, or a Duramax, whatever it might be, but you don't see seven threes with compound turbo setups on them, and it's it's an eye catcher, and it it starts a conversation of, well, where'd you get it? Well, I built it myself. How'd you build it yourself? What'd you do? You know, all those sorts of things, which are really cool, and I know a lot of guys have asked this over the years. Where do I get a compound kit for my seven three? I hear you know, like compounds, they give you the best of everything. You get, you drivability, towing. You want to make power with them. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that compound kit. As far as the power, so you got the stock charger and it was a S372 SXE, right? Yep, correct. As far as the RPM band, is it strong throughout or is there any part of it that you find either towing or daily driving where it could use a little bit more or is it just, it's dialed in, ready to go? There's no, nothing you would change about the, the turbo setups on it. Um, honestly, I love it. Coming from the 38R, that's probably the most common drop-in turbo um, that a 7.3 uh, owner would go to. Um, and with that turbo, it had a bigger housing, so you could kind of keep the exhaust act pressure down. Um, but I just felt like it was missing way down low, um, around the, the 1,400 RPM to maybe 1,700 RPM. I, I felt like that turbo really struggled. Um, it made power up high, but it didn't make power way up high. It would always run out of air. Um, so with the, the compound kit, running the, the stock size, I, think, I believe it's a 60-millimeter charger, um, I gained all that power back down low that I was missing. Uh, I'd say right around 1,400, 1,500 RPM, it starts to come in. Um, a bunch more torque. Uh, drive train doesn't really love it, but it's there. It comes in low. Um, and then as you start climbing through, uh, the big turbo comes on and, and – out of your rearview mirror, I used to I used to be able to black out the freeway, and now it's it's clean. So it it just you can kind of you feel it, you can see it, you know it's it's cleaning up everything, it's burning the fuel you got. It honestly, I I think it's I think it's everything everyone has ever told about a compound kit as far as how awesome it is, keeping the EGTs low, um, really smooth crossover. Uh, the way I have it set up right now is I'm actually running. Uh, a liquid-cooled 38-millimeter external wastegate um, on it. So I'm running the stock, um, I think it's a 
for AR housing, uh, and I'm running the divider all the way to the wastegate to keep it a true dual scroll as this truck have from the factory, so each bank is separated. Um, with that 30, 38 millimeter wastegate, I'm then dumping right into before the big tr charger at the 1.0 AR housing, um, and then that doesn't actually have a wastegate, so that will just spool up as high as I put the fuel into it. Um, and right now I have that wastegate opening at about 25 PSI differential on the small charger. So it's really just holding that small charger to make a pretty much a 25 PSI boost, and then as soon as it gets there, um, it just holds the charger at that point, and then it starts letting the air bypass around it so I'm not driving my drive pressures way up. So it actually is this very smooth, linear power band where the, the small charger is there, comes on quick, it builds the boost similar to what a soft truck would do as far as PSI, um, and then as soon as, as soon as you cross over where that charger would have struggled or you would have made too much back pressure, um, the big one, the big one comes right on, um, and then I actually am running a gauge that shows two pressures on the same gauge. It's a really trick um, pod, pretty much, that has two needles on it, so I can see the differential pressure, um, and that's something that's really trippy. Uh, a lot of people just put on compound kits and know, hey, they went from 30 PSI to 60 PSI. Um, they don't know exactly how they're stacking it as far as uh, power. Um, I, know, I know some people, when they really get into it, they'll kind of gauge each item individually, but it's very cool seeing how that small turbo pulls most of the boost down low, and then as you start climbing up into the higher RPMs, you can start seeing that the small turbos just ran out of steam, and the big one starts carrying it around. Um, that, that's kind of, that's pretty much the whole gist of it, and I think that's kind of the, the coolest point of it. That's what was so so interesting to me would be how the power was because that relationship between the small turbo and the big turbo is so intricate with the daily driving part of it and how, like you mentioned, linear the power is. So that's really cool. And I know a lot of guys listening out there are going to think, okay, I think I can maybe do this compound kit, but has he had any issues with gaskets leaking? You know, did you put some miles on it? Any of the sports have issues? Or are there any tips or, or things you would give our listeners out there? if they're thinking of tackling this on their 7.3 to do with the piping or the gaskets or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Um, right now, my head gaskets on the truck, when I had a rebuilt, um, or when I did the rebuild on it, I actually had a machine it to a finish that would accept the multi-layer steel gasket that you see in the newer trucks. So that was kind of one of the things um, as far as kind of what you're going to need uh Supporting-wise, just to hold the, the pressure, because I think right now I'm making about 65 pounds of boost with it pretty heavily regulated with a small turbo. If I, if I let that thing build more pressure, obviously it would just push even more power um, or more boost through it. So that was the big thing as far as making sure the motor could hold these 60 pounds of uh, boost pressure now. Um, as far as support, uh, it's not really – I don't really have many issues right now. I have the uh, – there's a check port on the side of the oil filter assembly that you can actually tap off of to feed oil to the larger atmospheric turbo. The stock size turbo is actually running on the stock pedestal. Um, that you, you end up having to clock the housing on that, which is a little bit of a challenge, but it's doable. You can you can definitely rotate the housing on the stock turbo on the uh, cold side um, to rotate it up to kind of give you more clearance to get all the turbo tubes to fit around each other. Um, 
I ran a lot of V-bands. Uh, you don't get much flex with those, so that's just something <laughs> I guess to consider. Um, kind of, kind of thinking where your your uh, silicone boots are going to be and making sure they're on there good, and you've got a nice nice lip around there so they don't blow off and put a nice dent in your hood. Um, well, from the old 6.0 days, <laughs> you'd have that happen. Uh, and then, other than that, it's really just laying it out two or three times, packing it up. Don't weld anything. Get it in there. Slowly start welding it up. The more times you put it in, the, the better the last fit is going to be. Because um, you'd be surprised you unbolt something with all this tube and this piping and the way the turbos are sitting and hanging and stuff. And the next time you bolt it in, all of a sudden something grew or shrank an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch, which doesn't sound like a lot until you try to clamp down a V-band and the other one's holding it off. So I think that would just be the biggest feat or the biggest challenge is just giving yourself enough time to, to really go through it and and put it on, pull it off a couple times. It's, it's not uh, it's not a kit you get from a factory, so it definitely, uh, definitely is going to have some more time involved as far as assembly and disassembly than something that's already been figured out and, and sold to thousands of customers. Um, one of the other items I had, uh, kind of a, a trick um, thing, is that the overflow container wouldn't fit back the way I'm running the piping up around the fan. So I ended up going to the auto store, um, and I, I wanted to keep it very factory stock looking, so I actually got a overflow container out of a Crown Victoria, so the cop cars. Um, it's a bigger V8 motor, and it actually works really good. It fits really well. It's very square instead of the 7.3s, um, long kind of um, boomerang-shaped overflow container. Um, so anything that you can find, I guess, from an auto store or something where if you ever have an issue, um, you can just go to the store and say, hey, I need a part from this car. That's always a, a big plus. It, it saves a lot of time. It, it gives you that option, too, in the future when something breaks. You can just go type up a part number and grab it. Um, so, yeah, that, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, definitely fitting it two or three times, kind of thinking it out, um, saves you a lot of time in the long run. As far as in the future, do you think you might do any changes to your setup, whether it's with fuel or tuning or transmission or anything like that, or are you are you happy with where the truck's at now? Uh, I'm trying to tell myself to learn from my mistakes in the past and don't, <laughs> don't add more fuel to it until something pops out. Um, but I, I kind of, in the back of my head, I kind of know that it's going to need fire rings um, or, or O-ringed heads. Um, so I kind of, I kind of. I feel like that one's coming, and then I think when I'm in there, I'll probably do a little bit bigger injector. Um, but I, I'm actually very happy with where it is. I think it's a good, responsible horsepower. Um, I'm not going to get in too much trouble. Uh, and and towing, it, it's great. I don't I don't really have intentions on drag racing the truck. I mean, I, I think there's other platforms that would be much better for that, but. For as far as a, a tow vehicle or, or a vehicle that you could just drive around, have some good, good clean fun with, um, I actually really like where it's at right now. Um, I, I do think I'll probably change my gearing um, from the 373s. I, I think that there's items around the motor now in the transmission that, that need attention, maybe some tra traction bars um, probably on there because the, the, the 37s get very close to the rear fenders and it's always a concern of mine is to tuck those into a bedside. Um, yeah. 
So I, I think I think I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with it, but but that all changes after you've had it for a year or two. It seems to happen a lot. Like just doing modifications and 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 stuff is happy with it for like I don't know some guys as quick as like three months or a month or so, and then they're like I want more, or you know like a year year and a half, and it's like I think I could handle a little bit more. I think I want a little bit more, and it's it the the, the platform or the foundation that you have is is. I think set up for that and what you have, what you've done so far that, that I think it's, it's a really unique build. Something really grabbed our attention. And like I said, there's so many questions that have come in over the last almost three years about, Hey, I want to put compounds on my seven three. I want to do this with my seven three. Can you do a podcast about this on seven threes that your truck hits a lot of those topics? And I know one of the things that, people listening are going to want to see is where can I see pictures of this truck? What's, uh, what's your Instagram page or, or how can they find you on social media to check out the engine, the suspension, the, all the different things you've done to your vehicle? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have an Instagram. So probably the easiest way to find me is through a hashtag. Um, there's a hashtag it's called compound, uh, the number seven and then the word three. So compound seven, three, um, I think there's only one other fellow that's using that, um, and it, he has an OBS, so mine's a, the newer style. Um, and, yeah, that, that'll, that'll take you almost pretty much straight to my Instagram account. You can go through. You can you can see the the life of that truck kind of from the start to the finish um, where, where it's been and some old pictures. And there's definitely it's – got, it's got a lot of pictures of the compound kit. Um, I was trying to take a bunch of pictures when I was putting it together. Um so if someone did want to kind of see how the piping was ran or, or what really fits, they can they can kind of get a good idea and and what parts were were used and everything. Um, so so hopefully someone else can enjoy the, the excitement and the fun of an old truck with a new technology on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's so hard to on a podcast to describe like how the piping sits or what the clearances were, but then with social media is they can just click over and see, and so that'll be. That'll be really cool, and and um, I appreciate you reaching out and telling us about the truck and and letting us learn and, and hear about it because it is cool. It is unique. It is, I think, what most diesel truck owners, regardless of brand, want, and that's something that's fun to tow with and daily drive if you want to and be able to keep those EGTs in check, but then also have uh, you know upgrades that if you want to add more fuel, you can. If you want to change the tuning, you can. You have a transmission that can handle it. You have these things in place where it's not like, if I do this, I don't know, I might you know, I might break this part or that part, and it kind of holds us back. So so you, you're able to combine all those things into a really cool build. Yep, yep, and kind of, kind of a key takeaway was the farther you're into the motor, uh, depth-wise, <laughs> Um, my feeling is the, the more money you should really put into it because you only want to be in there once. If you're going all the way down to rods, do it once. Um, it's more expensive to do it once and then do it again the right way. Um, that was kind of kind of my mistake, but you live and you learn. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, we appreciate you chatting with us today. Tell us about the truck, and and I'll make sure that um, we put a, a a link or hashtag in, in the description so anyone listening they want to click over and, and check out the build they can and uh, definitely keep us updated in the future. You make any changes to it or maybe you do take it to a track or you find something else out, let us know, come back on the podcast and, and tell us about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. 
Don't forget Diesel fans, starting December 13th, we've got our Christmas special, The 12 Days of Diesel, where we're going to be re-releasing the 12 most popular episodes from 2018. And all the information is still current. So it, it's about Cummins, Duramax, Power Strokes, hard parts, tuning, everything in between. And also, make sure and support our sponsors by you know going to Diesel World Mag, buying a magazine, bookmarking their page, checking out their coverage and, and the information they're bringing to the diesel community. And also, if you're looking for tuning, make sure to go to ppi.com. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.